from the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for August 5th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. And nobody in the peanut gallery. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Max Teresa, is over here. <laughs> except Max, Max yeah. Max the dog. Not Max the intern. Um, yeah, Teresa uh, isn't feeling well today, and Walter has family in town, so he's spending the day with them. So we are on Is that why Teresa's not feeling well? <laughs> Thank Teresa's family, too. <laughs> All right. In this week's episode, uh, the team will discuss the new Bay Lake Towers at Disney's Contemporary Resort. And Kevin Close has a review of an off-property restaurant called No-No's. Is that it? No-No's? 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 I'm not pronounced, sure how it's pronounced. All that plus. This week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, do we have any housekeeping? We have some prizes, yeah. I know. Do we have anything other than prizes for housekeeping? I have a housekeeping. Um, we want to send out uh, good thoughts and best wishes to Bill Whipple, Tracy Whipple's oh, husband. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, she's not really done much on the boards about this because she wanted to make sure he was okay. But uh, a week and a half ago, he had a heart attack. And he's okay. He's had two shunts put in, and he had a temporary pacemaker for a while. But as of today, he's gone home. Wonderful. So Thank goodness. Yeah. We want to send him good thoughts and, and good wishes to Absolutely. Bill Whipple. Absolutely. Get better soon. Anything else? That's it for me. I have one. Uh, Dave Parfit called me after last week's show and said he didn't go to the Wilderness Lodge just to go to Roaring Forks. He went there to show his dad the resort. Oh, that's the excuse so, he used. That's his yeah. cover. Yes. That's his. <laughs> so I told him I would update that. Oh, because that was such an important correction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I actually um, do have something as well. Uh, those of you with iPhones or iPod Touches, we are looking for beta testers for the new Project X, huh. which is coming to fruition very quickly. And uh, so if you're interested, if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch and would be interested in being a beta tester for Project X, then uh, just send an email to podcast at wdwinfo.com and put iPhone beta test or Project X beta test, I should say, in the subject line. Um, We are going to be very – we're limiting the number of people that are going to be doing the beta test. Not everyone who signs up is going to get to do it. Please don't be offended if you don't get chosen. It's nothing personal. Uh, but uh, we are uh, we are looking for beta testers. So if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch, send us an email, podcast at www.info.com with Project X beta tester in the subject line. Oh, it's going to go crazy. Yes, I was just thinking the same thing. All right, Julie, we have some uh, prizes. Yes, we have Tommy. Everyone knows Zulamar or Zulamara. He chose number four, but I have to say he had a reason. (laughs) Mm. He's been with his boyfriend for four years, and that's also the number of his favorite quarterback. And those two sentences kind of make sense in my head. They don't make sense in my head either. Because I know that you guys don't like football, so I was like, wait a second. I guess that's stereotyping. Yeah, it's a bit of a stereotype. We don't happen to like football, but there might be some gay men who like football. I don't know any personally. Do we we know that Tommy's out on the site? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's pictures of him and his boyfriend. Okay, that's true. 
Like, are we outing him here? <laughs> um, his mother doesn't. Mom, know. Dad, listen to the show. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number four for Tommy. <laughs> You have won a $50 Disney gift certificate. Good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. He's a cast member that just doubled his salary. (laughs) That's mean. I thought it was funny. (laughs) Congratulations, Tommy. Who else do we have? Um, We have our June email prize winner, Bob Capuccio, and he chose number 23. Number 23 for Bob. You have won two seven-day Universal Orlando passes. These passes are good for seven consecutive days from the date of first use for access to both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. Total cost of this prize is approximately $180. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yay. Yay. Very nice prize. Yay, I missed it. And Ferris is over there make, like getting ready to make an obscene phone call. <laughs> <laughs> just downed a bottle. He just He's hurt all over me. <laughs> the joys of parenthood. Oh, yeah. Oh, anything else for housekeeping? Any other prizes? No? That's all. Nope, nothing else. All right, then we're going to move on with... Oh, I, I, have, have you seen the uh, uh, the podcast cruise numbers? Yes. We are uh, now uh, we're over six hundred people. It's like a lot. it's like six thirteen. Yeah, I think. we're wow. over six hundred people. Oh, that's wow. gonna be so joining cool. us on the podcast cruise. This we're not is, far from chartering that ship. Are we? No, we're not. <laughs> we're really not. Unfortunately, we can't charter it at this point. No, no, not this one, but oh. in the future. Who knows? Okay, I you might be know. shy on this one and stay in my stateroom. <laughs> six hundred people is going to be a lot. Me too. One of the things they <laughs> said, I thought three hundred was a lot. <laughs> One of the things they said on the last cruise was they wished that they had seen more of us in a casual setting, not just at the events. And I think to myself, you know, how are we going to meet 600 people casually? Yeah, really. <laughs> just walk through the ship with a sign. I'm going to sell well, autographs. We saw people. I mean, we were always around. We just ran into people sporadically. We were just okay. constantly moving. I was, and I was in my stateroom. Uh, you know, how many times do you get to stay in the Walt, the Walt Disney suite? So. But the times you or met the Roy Disney. But the times you met people, you couldn't have. You know, of three hundred, how many did you actually meet? Yeah, you I know? kept meeting I the same people like all the time. Never like I did people. see a lot of the same people too. That's because you hung at the but, same bar. Yeah, I was going to say because <laughs> so she was always at the bar. So I wish. So, all right. All right, let's get started with the news. Our first story this week. You the do Walt- weather? The news. Oh, I thought you were do weather first, sorry. When do, I, when, when do I ever do the weather first? I don't know. I don't really listen to the show. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what order we do. Stuff. Do you want to run things? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's scary because he will be. <laughs> All right, our first news story this week. The Walt Disney Company is reporting a drop of 26% in its third quarter profit. Last year at this time, profits were $1.28 billion down this year to $954 million. Disney is attributing this drop to a decrease in customer spending. The theme parks division, which suffered a 9% profit loss, offered consumer discounts like a buy four days, get three free promotion that helped bring in guests, but even that didn't do enough to increase income. All divisions of the company experienced a decline in operating income. Uh, now, the big question, I guess, remains to be seen. Uh, are they going to continue to discount uh, for how long will they continue to discount? We know that they've expanded, uh, you know, the free dining, 
uh, promotion. They they're doing other things. Uh, they're finding their tipping point. They're finding the tipping point where they're just going to irk enough people that people finally say that's enough. Yeah. You're down. Your profits are down because people stop spending. Well, let's raise the prices. Let's make it more expensive yeah. to come. Oh, well, which is what they. Segment. I think this is a good a good time to discuss ticket prices, which just went up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in that uh, myopic, idiotic. How stupid can you be? It's already you know you, you know the reason that you, it's down is right. People can't afford to go. Now, Universal people can't afford to go. So, oh, you know what? People can't afford to go. Let's raise the prices. Now, Universal's opposite. They their attendance is down, but their profits are up. They were able to they were able to eke more out in terms of the in park spending, uh, and 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 get their their profits up, which is, you know, every little bit helps yeah. for them right now. But uh, you know, do we know what was the uh, percentage of the price increase in the tickets? The tickets went anywhere from two point five percent to five point three percent. Unbelievable. Yeah. And now you have to look at it this way. A one-day ticket went from 75 to $79. However, a 10-day ticket went up about the same amount, went up about 4 bucks. So, of course, the longer you stay, the better the... Which is what they want. The less impact that the increase has on right, you. Right, but what does that do to you psychologically? There's got to be some psychological impact. People aren't making $4 more. Well, people don't, people don't quote the price of a 10-day ticket when they talk about the price of a ticket to Disney World. They quote the one-day price. That's where Disney makes the biggest mistake in my, in my book, is that that psychological one-day number that is now out in all the news, $79, $79, yep. $79. Except for one thing. If you, tell, if you put your ticket price out there at $396, that's a bigger psychological hit. Well, I'm, say, you know, I'm thinking that you know, the, the average family who doesn't follow this stuff the way we do right. – uh, takes a look at that seventy nine dollars and says, "Okay, there's four of us. That means it's going to cost me, you know, three hundred and twenty dollars a day uh, to bring my my family to Disney World, and they don't. Eat, and that's where they stop looking. At that point, they're like they move on to their next vacation. And choice. that's your base price. That's not park hopping, right? That's not your hotel. That's not a one day park hopper is one hundred thirty one dollars. That's not a bottle of water either. A one day park hopper is a hundred and thirty. Are you kidding me? Yep. However. You add fifty two dollars for. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, you Disney should get away with the one should do away with the one day ticket. This is where it's hurting them. Completely do away. I don't with think the one you can't. Ticket. I don't think they can. I mean, you've got people that there's yeah. there are a lot of people that just go for a day. We had to buy a ticket um, last week for um, for Taylor for one day at the Magic Kingdom. We have a hospitality pass, but the Magic Kingdom is blocked out. The for, date she was here, yeah, of course. So now it's a. Uh, uh, I, I I understand you know they've got to find a way to make more money. I understand that, and I I know that it's a it's a it's a tough thing. It's not as easy as uh, it may seem. But I just I I didn't have any delusions that they were not going to raise ticket prices this year. I guess in the back of my mind, I was hoping they would say, you know what, we're going to find it somewhere else. I can't believe that someone in marketing didn't figure out. That the best thing they could have said was, we usually raise ticket prices at this time of year, but we understand that people are hurting, so we're not going to raise them at this point. How much better PR would you have gotten out of that move than raising ticket prices? And, you know, it's I've been saying it all along. I'm going to keep saying it. Disney is still operating under the idea that this economic downturn is a temporary issue. 
and that when the economy recovers, whenever that is, things are going to go back to the way they were. And I think that is the fatal mistake they are making right now, that it's going to be business as usual, that they're going to continue to be. I mean, at what point is a one-day ticket going to be $100? Mm. It's not far off. No. It's not far off. What, another five years? Is that the goal? Maybe that's the goal. That's, well, if that's the goal, I think they're going to be disappointed by the number of people that stop coming. Well, did you hear their announcement well, how they, uh, with the ticket price update, it says, like all businesses, we per- periodically analyze our pricing to make certain it reflects the entertainment value and quality of experience our guests enjoy. Our theme parks and resorts deliver a full day of world-class entertainment and offer a strong value for guests in comparison to other vacation destinations. Yeah. Go ahead and keep telling yourself that. We were over. We did Bay Lake Towers today. We checked in and then uh, <coughs> headed over here. And in the way we went, we passed the Magic Kingdom. And we can drive past the the guest areas where the trams are let off. And just a sea of humanity getting off these trams. The volume of people at 1 o'clock in the afternoon is just amazing. So you think to yourself, how much are you really going to get in? You're not going to get a day's worth of entertainment, of world-class entertainment, on a day in August. You're no. just not going to get it. 75-minute no. waits. You know. right. That's not world-class entertainment. Right. Air-condition the entire park. Yeah. <laughs> Cover it and air-condition it, exactly. Now it's world-class. It's, uh, you know, and it is. I mean, look, generally speaking, it is world-class entertainment. You know, it's, it's it really is. But And if you compare it to the price of a movie, which is 10 or $11 for an hour and a half... It's a comparable price. It's right. It is, uh, but you know, and this is the argument Disney has used for years that if you compare it to the price of a Broadway show or the price of a movie, um, you know, we're a really good value. But the reality is, you know, we are living in a time where this nation is on the verge of ten percent unemployment. We are in an, the worst economy we've had in seventy years almost 80 years and they're raising prices they're raising prices we're going to talk about some other stunts they're pulling right now a oh, little later on in the show talk, about you talking about you're talking about raising it doesn't make sense we've raised our ticket prices okay however we've just announced a new discount the extension of the free dining discount right uh, with tiered options for that so you can have different levels of free dining we're hearing that a new discount may be released. Rumor has it a new discount may be released August 12th. Similar to uh, 7 for 4 promotion. However, the word on the street is 7 for 4, but much more complicated. Oh, because oh, no. that's just what we need. <laughs> Whatever that means. Because you already need a PhD to figure out your ticket options. Right. So here they are. They're, here's their marketing people and their, and their um, travel company people all trying to figure out ways to get you into the park. Let's do this. Let's do this trick. Let's offer them free dining. Let's do anything we can to get them into the park, but in the same breath announcing ticket increases. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's so much of what Disney does doesn't make any sense. So we're going to have uh, some discussions a little later on in the show about some other. Uh, and one more thing. I know I keep, you keep <laughs> wanting to go I on. keep trying to get the move to the next story. I know you do. I'm sorry. And one more thing. Have you heard about the, the promotion for Florida resident annual passes? If you renew after August 1st, you get 15 months. 15 months, yeah. So excited we renewed two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I, I renewed back in May. So again, it, these, these things don't make sense. They're not meshing. It's it, it, well. I think what you're seeing is a lot of these departments knee jerking. Um, I think it's you true. see a lot of these departments knee jerking right now, and uh, everybody trying to figure out how to justify their jobs and save their jobs and uh, come up with an idea. And the company's just like throwing pasta against the wall to see what sticks. Some brilliant man came up with taking the chairs off the back of the chair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I sat in those. I fed Ferris and Pecos Bill. I had to put myself up against a wall to be comfortable to feed him. That's crazy. It's, it's just perimeter. Crazy. Yeah. I think we should all go up and just sit for days. <laughs> and they weren't uncomfortable, but it's, it, you need a back, especially if you're yeah. going to feed a baby. It's just the... I'll stop interrupting you now. <laughs> Nobody yeah, believes that. There's some real rocket scientists working over at, uh, at Disney. All right. Our next news story, the Richard Petty driving experience is starting a new marketing campaign. There are three permanent locations for this attraction across the country, but the Orlando location is the busiest of them all. The driving experience has decided to use 90% of its marketing budget to promote the Orlando location and to let people know that it is on Disney property. They would like to have more people book this in advance as part of their vacation plans and not just a spur-of-the-moment add-on. With the economy, it is tougher to add on an extra attraction like this when it isn't already in the family's budget. Some other changes uh, the company is making include more emphasis on its racing cart program, a safe driving program for teenagers, and creating a repeat driver discount. So, Richard Petty trying to uh, shine a light on Orlando. Um, it is the busiest, as it said, as the story said, it is the busiest of the, of the three that exist, which surprises me because the other one's in Indianapolis. And there's one in Charlotte that's always pretty busy. You know, you would think that the I well, you at least was, think the Indianapolis yeah, one would yeah. be. You know, I thought like, there was one in Vegas too. No, it's one in Daytona. Two. Is there really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think I think here you fall under that. Um, what can we do that's special and different? Everybody else is getting their magical vacation. What can we do for someone else who might not be into all that? So and I, I mean, you know, when Will when Will had done it and reviewed it, gave it. Great marks. Everything. Everybody I've I've talked to that's ever done it loved it. Oh yeah, everybody that was out there loved it. I mean, they they had a they had a blast. I think the the terms and conditions can be a little crazy though, because they say that they will not offer you a refund if it's canceled due to weather, but you must reschedule with uh, 364 days. So if you're here for five days and you plan this on your second to last day of your vacation, and we all know Florida weather, weather it rains a lot. You know, yeah, that's if it a gets, little. If it gets canceled, I got a problem with that. Yeah, that's a cancellation policy. Especially it's when no you're dropping four hundred bucks or more. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's not cheap. Exactly, exactly. So, the Richard Petty Driving Experience currently operates at more than twenty locations. Hmm. Okay. Thank you, Kevin Petty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the story. The story we have on the site says three. So I'm not sure where that came from. But the internet. <laughs> the internet's. So, all right, our final news story. I thought this was really interesting. Last year, guests of Walt Disney World were allowed to spend a night in the famous Cinderella Castle during the Year of a Million Dreams promotion. On August 9th, Disneyland will open the after-hours doors of another classic attraction, allowing four lucky guests to spend the night in the Haunted Mansion. The opportunity is being offered to celebrate the attraction's 40th birthday in partnership with KLOS 95.5, a local classic rock radio station in Southern California. The attraction will be open as usual on August 9th, but upon closing, beds will be set up in the stretching room 
for preparation for the evening's guests. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Anyone wondering how frightening this experience will be can watch a live internet feed oh. from midnight to 6 a.m. the night of the event. We're going to have a link to that wow. on the show notes page. Uh, according to those behind the scenes, it's, it is possible this overnight stay will not be uneventful. Uh, Disneyland spokesperson Michelle Himmelberg states the Haunted Mansion is 40 years old and like any building its age it may be full of creaks and other eerie noises throughout the night <laughs> the guests may also be visited by the occupants of the Haunted Mansion cool. that would be cool how cool would that yeah. be the radio station has my name I would be scared to death though still a live internet feed a Haunted Mansion yeah. big brother <laughs> so yeah really so they're going to sleep in the stretching room apparently or that's, they're that's going to have creepy. beds in the stretching room from the sounds of this I don't think they'll be sleeping much yeah. oh. stuff's going to be making noise and knocking on doors and people showing up and you're showing and up and those Haunted Mansion people are creepy the cast members oh we have to get them to do that here that would be really cool that would be really cool I thought that was a, yeah. a very creative idea uh, for a promotion, it sounds real exciting. So, like I said, we're going to have a uh, we'll have a link to that live feed on the show notes page. That's going uh, August 9th, which will be what uh, Sunday? Yeah. Today's the fourth. Uh huh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yep. Neighbors doing the doing the lawn. <laughs> it's like they wait. They wait for when we're recording the show. Oh, so, they've got those things on their ears. Let's at go. Least, well, at least he's got his, sh- at least he's got his shirt on. Awesome. <laughs> That's not going to last. It's 200 degrees outside. <laughs> exactly. So, But, uh, you know, good idea on the part of uh, Disneyland. I think it's a great promotion. So, all right, that'll do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to the weather. You know you're old when you think about, well, if I were going to do that, I wonder where the bathrooms are located. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I'm thinking, don't you have to leave that attraction to go to the bathroom? That's not going to be good. Yeah. Well, there's got to be a bathroom in there for cast members. I don't know. I've never been in. <laughs> where do the ghosts go? They walk go? to Columbia Harbor House. <laughs> the closest one that I know of. All right, folks. The weather, uh, the weather this coming uh, week, expect uh, scattered thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Every day. Uh, temperatures in the low 90s, uh, highs in the low 90s, and lows in the mid-70s at night. And so uh, I just can't wait till the heat passes. I can't mm-hmm. wait till we get out of the summer. This has been the worst summer I can remember being down See, here. See, you know, I, maybe it's because I'm not leaving the house. But I, I think I think I've, we've had worse summers. Me too, because at the beginning of the summer we weren't having we were only having like eighty. Some like Louisiana was having hotter weather than us, which I mean it's super hot there. The humidity is a lot higher, but you know they're having like hundred degrees and we're only having like high eighties, low nineties. Do you know it's the first time on record that New York has not hit ninety degrees once? I have friends Chicago who have- either. I have, yeah. I have friends who haven't opened their pool yet. It's rained and been in the 70s. They said, what's the point in opening yeah. the pool? Well, my no- mo- yeah, my mother was just up in uh, Jersey a few weeks ago and said the weather was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. It's the coolest summer in Chicago in 37 years. I have a girlfriend who lives there, and she sent me this whole little news article. They haven't hit 90. The average high temperature is 75 degrees. Wow. She said it's been lovely. However, Seattle and Oregon, I understand, have had 90-degree weather, and they never have 90-degree mm. weather. It's I saw the high in San Francisco yesterday was only 58. Oh, jeez. Isn't that crazy? Well, well, in San Francisco, though, it's a little different. They're on the bay. And, yeah. And they get, but it's, still, it's, always, it's always a little chillier there. I think Ferris wants to talk. Yeah, really. <laughs> Ferris is like grabbing the mic. 
Did but, you see the post from the person who found uh, the snapshot from the Weather Channel where it was snowing in Orlando? Yeah. The little graphic showed snow in Orlando instead of... <laughs> really? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Snow in 92 degrees. Oh, yeah. But uh, the other thing, too, regarding the weather is, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about how, you know, we haven't had any tropical storms or hurricanes. Um, an article I read in the Orlando Sentinel uh, posted a, a, good, a good warning that the year that we had Charlie and Francis and, you know, all those hurricanes run through here, we had nothing until August. We had nothing at all until August. That was my first summer here. And that is my my biggest fear, is that I'm going to get to Australia, and a Category 5 is going to hit Florida. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so... At that point, what can you do? I mean, we'll be stay in Australia. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's not one you can turn around from, yeah. But... uh, I miss a good hunker down story. We haven't. Oh, had good lord! Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm okay with not. Hunkering. Yeah, really. <laughs> Me too. Well, I am too, but it's like you sort of get used to that, and it's like she we wants to hear it on the yeah. weather. Hunker down. She, I, she wants. It is exciting. Oh no, that's not our crisis music. This is. Yeah. yeah. That's not the, the <laughs> I think that's Bjork. <laughs> okay, I feel better now. We don't need to hear hunker down. <laughs> <laughs> The problem is when you hunker down and you lose your electricity, it's still 92 degrees outside. <laughs> I'm not polite in 92 degrees with no air conditioning. The one hurricane on the news, they said, well, turn your air, con- air conditioning down to like 60. So I can remember sitting in my living room like, <gasps> so that when the power did go out, it stayed a little cooler. A little for, longer. For like an hour. But we suffered through like 60 degree temperature for hours thinking this hurricane was going to come. Well, I usually keep the thermostat at about 65 anyway, so I'd have to drop it down to 50. <laughs> so so that's the weather for uh, this week, folks. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and who would like to go first? I'll go, because I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say, last week we um, we went to Hollywood Studios for Julie's birthday, and we had the opportunity to use the birthday fast passes, which was really cool. We decided not to do the um, gift card with yeah. seventy five dollars, and we did the fast uh, fast pass instead, mainly for Toy Story Mania. And Taylor was able to ride it five times. We used those fast passes in combination with getting our regular fast passes with our tickets. Really, really good. Now deal. they gave you fast passes for the whole party. Yes. Yep, up to five people. So yeah, um, Corey, Taylor, and I, and it was for Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Toy Story Mania, and then like. Aerial show, Voyage of Little Mermaid. Um, well, they break it up into two sets. Yeah. Um, right. Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Toy Story Mania are in the same set. Now, you can either do use all three of those, or, you can, or use... you can use three for one attraction. Okay. So we went and did Tower of Terror. We used a regular Fast Pass for that, so we still had three left. So we went and used those for Toy Story and Mania. And if it's your birthday and you have that Fast Pass, and Toy Story Mania's Fast Passes are gone for the day, the cast member standing there telling people Fast Passes are done... We'll get you a fast pass, even oh, if they're cool. all distributed for the day, wow. because it's your birthday. That's cool, and you can use it immediately. So it's really nice. Ferris was even able to ride on my lap for Toy Story Mania. Aww. I didn't think that he'd be allowed. So right. we were going to do baby swap, and um, she's like, "Oh, he can ride." I'm thinking, really? To she let said, him pull yeah. the string. Well, he couldn't reach it, but he had the best time. Looked like he was having so much fun. Aww. And Julie got the highest score ever with him on a lap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that weird? <laughs> 
It was fun. We had a good time. Cool. Thank you, Corey. Kevin. We took our dog to the vet yesterday for a checkup. And while we were standing there waiting, the vet... (laughs) (laughs) You have to be patient. It's a payoff. While we were sitting there waiting, the vet tech, his name is Tommy, was talking, and we were talking, we got talking about Disney. I don't know how it came up. Uh, Our vet tech, his name is Tommy Russ. And Tommy's dad sculpted all of the original figments. He sculpted the maquettes for the swan and dolphin. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. For the the, the, the icons out front. And the thing that really surprised me was, you know the Mickey on top of the crossroads at Disney Hollywood Mm -hmm. Studio? Mm -hmm. He is actually responsible for uh, sculpting that Mickey. Oh, wow. Wow. That's cool. He's since passed away, but his name was Perry Russ. And I told him how much all of the people that would listen Hmm. would enjoy hearing about him. Yeah. I told you. (laughs) <laughs> like dog to the vet great <laughs> how exciting great thank you very much Kevin mine is about 2010 packages do you want to save that for a separate conversation or do you want to do that now um I'll just say I'll just say rapid, my rapid fire is that 2010 packages were recently released so now you can actually book a package for 2010 there are some changes and I think we're going to talk about those in a bit okay Cool. Kathy? Living with the land is now under refurbishment at Epcot. It seemed to come up rather quickly. Don't have a whole lot of details, but it's supposed to be closed until late fall. They just put the walls up around it. I wondered when I was there on Sunday why you couldn't ride. Well, now it's closed. And the British invasion people, you know, that look like the Beatles, um, starting on August 1st, now they're going to sing other people's songs. They're going to pay homage to... um, the Rolling Stones, Herman's Hermits, the Dave Clark Five. So if you were looking to get your Beatles fix, now you're going to have to listen to other people's music, too. Okay. Is that because the rights of the Beatles music has gone up? listen to other people's music. Or has changed now that Michael Jackson yeah. is dead? I don't yeah. know. Could be. Because he, he owned the library. Yeah, so. He mortgaged it, but he still owned it. Yeah. We'll Kathy, out. you're wearing an Air Force One Presidential Crew t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Is that a real shirt? Isn't it amazing what you can find in gift shops in Washington, D.C.? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just surprised because it's got the presidential seal on it. You're not allowed to sell that. And do you know how many times this has helped get me through security at airports? <laughs> oh, great. Wow. She was just to take her shoes off. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was legal to sell the mm-hmm. – uh, I, I thought it was illegal to sell the uh, emblem of the president. I got this at the Crystal City Marriott. She was a stewardess on Herbert Herbert Hoover's plane. (laughs) (laughs) That was hard to say. say. (laughs) Sorry, Kathy. And their flight attendants. Not then they weren't. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, Kathy. You're welcome. Jules. I just have to say, Taylor was talking about the Rolling Stones, and she's like, they're so old. They are. (laughs) Corey said they're more like the Rolling Fossils. And she just couldn't get over that. But, okay, mine is about Julie Andrews and Toby Bluth. Am I saying his name correctly, Kevin? I don't know. Oh, it's going to be... <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, there's going to be a product signing Saturday, August 29th at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. Julie Andrews is going to be there for the debut of her newest book. It's called Julie Andrews' Collection of Poems, Songs, and Lullabies. It's going to be released <sighs> in yeah, October really? 2009. <laughs> So, as a part of the product clean releases, what? <laughs> <laughs> clean up this mess, Mommy dears. Bring me my axe. 
Um, guests are going to have the opportunity to pre-purchase the book before it's released to the public. And artist Toby Bluth is going to be on hand for the release of his latest work, Mary Poppins and Mary Penguins. It was created in celebration of the 45th anniversary of Mary Poppins. Oh, wake me up when it's over. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love Mary Poppins. They've had a 35th anniversary. They've had a 40th anniversary. They've had a 45th anniversary. Enough. We get it. What are they going to do when they're 50? Do you want to go to this event and just heckle Julie Andrews? (laughs) (laughs) Sing Sound of Music. (laughs) How much work have you had done? Classic Julie Andrews. Just sing. Stop sighing and sing. I love Julie Andrews. They won't let me near her. (laughs) (laughs) I stalked her at the 50th anniversary event. I asked everybody, where's Julie Andrews going to be? And they finally were like, sir, we can't talk to you. All right. Well, thank you for that, Julie. All right. That'll do it for the weather this week. We're going to move on. And John is going to talk to us a little bit about the new 2010 packages that were just released. In, In typical Disney fashion... They've released everything at once. Of course. <laughs> and uh, 2010 packages have become available for folks who are holding a 2010 reservation. Now you can convert that to 2010 pricing, and you can purchase a, a package, which would include the tickets and the dining and all that stuff. And for the most part, um, from what we know so far, there's really no major changes to the packages. However, the biggest uh, change out there that we want people to be aware of is that the dining has gone up substantially. The dining add-on for any package has increased. Uh, the The basic plan is now forty one ninety nine, and that's up from up from thirty nine ninety nine. Thirty nine ninety nine, and children are eleven ninety nine. That's per day for your reservation. So we're talking about a substantial increase. Well, two dollars. I don't know. The two dollars is substantial. Well, well, I was going to say, but there's a twist. There's to that. a twist. Well, I, first of all, I think two dollars a day is, is substantial. First of all, because it's the same food. It's True. not like you're getting better food or you're getting to eat someplace different. It's the same plan as you got before. The twist is is that that's for off peak quote unquote periods. During certain periods where it's going to be busier, they're going to charge you more money for the dining. Portion. Are you kidding me? Nope. The basic dining plan is going to be forty-seven dollars. Oh, no, 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 no. Come on. And children are going to be thirteen dollars. All right, folks, listen to me. <laughs> Do not buy the dining plan. You know what? Okay? It's funny. I came here saying that I said we should boycott this dining. Do plan. not buy the dining plan. Enough is enough is enough. That if you know, again, let's punish the people whose kids are in school who can't come during off-peak. Let's punish them. The people who can least afford it. Like when we jack the price of strollers up through the roof. Let's, uh, let's, let's aim, let's be so stupid that we aim our policies at the people who can least afford it. Because how dare you have children? How dare you be responsible parents? How dare you? How dare you come to Florida in the summer? How dare you come to Florida at the holidays because your kids are out of school? Because you're, you're so stupid to do that, then you're going to get charged $48 a day for a dining plan. Boycott this dining plan. I've never said those words on this show in three years that we've had it. Boycott this dining plan. This is ridiculous. My opinion, get tables in Wonderland instead. Exactly. Exactly. Because now at $47 per adult per night, you're going to be able to save the same amount of money with the same kind of choices using the tables in Wonderland. 
you're going to eventually make that Tables in Wonderland card price back, plus with the 20%, you're going to get um, a substantial savings. Because remember, the dining plan doesn't include your tip. So you're going to have to add the tip onto that anyway. You know, and, and, and what really gets me is that this is a company that keeps calling itself family-friendly. How is this family-friendly? How is this family-friendly? Because this is aimed at families. This is aimed at people with kids. Because those are the, the, the for the vet, there are some people who are able to take their kids out of school uh, other times of the year. That's great, but there are a lot of people who can't for whatever reason. And you know, I've always said it's it's an in, it's up to each individual parent to determine whether or not that's an appropriate choice for them to make for their kids to pull them out of school to go on vacation. And I don't think any parent that makes a decision, no, my kid needs to stay in school, will go on vacation in the summer, should have to be penalized. Like this, why is the food more expensive for them to prepare in August than it is in September? I don't think it is. That was my point. Even with two dollars, even with two dollars, the food's not that much more than it was. Well, this, two dollars, two dollars, I could stomach. This I cannot. This is obscene. It is unbelievable. And until at some point, folks, people have to just say, "No, I'm not going to do this." Well, it's like this isn't even a seasonal resort. I mean, I can understand that if you've got a ski resort, prices are going to be more expensive when there's snow on the ground. And if you've got a beach resort, they're going to be more expensive in the summertime. The rates will be higher. But this isn't really a seasonal thing. This is a manufactured seasonal thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the reason I understand Disney is saying it's because people took advantage of the dining plan. Because they they had those price increases, those seasonal increases on buffets and things like that due to guest demand. Remember that? Yeah. People on the dining plan took advantage of the higher-priced items during those times. That's why they're charging more for the dining plan during peak dining times now. Well, because you didn't think of your business model out thoroughly enough, you're going to now right. punish people. You know, and and even even tables in Wonderland. Screw that. Go off property and eat. <laughs> well, I happen to have an, an off-property restaurant review. Don't eat at all. Just starve yourself to death. Bring your own food sandwiches. You know, it just really and truly, I would love just once to be a fly on the wall in one of these meetings where one of these brain surgeons comes up with an idea like this. Let me tell you another, let me tell you another funny, not really funny, but strange coincidence in all this. The only way we found out what these prices were was by backwards engineering the price of the package. Our agents went through and said, these packages don't sound right. It sounds like there's so much more money than they should be. And they went through and they backward engineered out the price of the tickets and the price of the resort. And that's where we found out that the price of the dining plan had gone up. You can't call Disney now and say, what's the price of adding the dining plan? They tell you it's 41 or $42. Right. They have not confirmed. They will not confirm what the price is or that there's a season. They're embarrassed. That's why. Mm -hmm. They're ashamed. They know. They know what they're doing is screwed up. And they're embarrassed of it. Our our profits plummeted 26% in the last quarter. Let's raise the ticket prices and charge people more for food. Yeah. I took a survey over at Epcot the other day, and it was about, did you find value in the, like, Eat to the Beat concerts, all those concerts? So I'm wondering if that's a place they're going to try to cut back on or get rid of because that costs them money. You know, in my in my opinion, all of the, uh, this is what happens when you make the cleaning woman president of Walt Disney World. <laughs> Okay, this is what happens when you when you promote the cleaning woman because that's exactly what Meg Crofton is. 
and they promoted her to president because she was a puppet for Jay Rasulo and put crap like this through. And these are the decisions that are coming out of this woman's office. She ought to be run out of town on a rail. You've got, if you want a big family staying at a, at, uh, a resort, $700 a night for those cabins at the Wilderness Lodge. And I mean at Fort Wilderness. You've got more money per ticket for a family. You've got more money if you want to go to the dining plan per family. Yeah, they've really lately have found all kind of ways to, to raise the price, and you're not getting anything back. Pretty soon it's only going to be the rich and the gays. Let Joan Crawford say it for me. Clean up this mess! <laughs> it is a mess. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. The whole thing's a mess. They are running around like chickens without their heads. They don't know what, you know, they have been so used to profits. No matter what they did, they always made more money. They, they really didn't have to work at it. And now that it's a real challenge, you see them running around like chickens without heads, trying to figure out how can we scrape more money out of this? How can we scrape more money out of that? I understand that, and I, I, I get it. I get a business has to make money. But are you being myopic? Are you thinking only in the immediate or are you thinking long term about what's this, what, the, what is this going to do to your business three, four, and five years out? They're absolutely myopic. They're absolutely because they offer these discounts now until the end of the year, and then next year all the prices go up. But do you think then that's what they're going to use next year for their discounts is now they've, they've raised it, and now they can say, if you come at a certain time, we'll take a couple dollars off, but they've still made it over here, and they're giving back a few over here? I think I think Pete's right. I think they're making it up as they go along. Yeah, they no are. No one's figured Probably. out. What no to one. Do. There, uh, there, there is a, a, again, cleaning woman. This is <laughs> what th- this is what I'm talking about. There's no real leadership. There's no real guidance, and you can tell by everything that's happened this year. Every decision they have made this year, you have seen it one after the after another. Because it's not the first time I've said these guys are. This is a knee jerk response. A knee jerk response. I've been saying it since November of last year. When they announced the uh, seven for four deal, because it was extraordinary, and you could tell they were panic stricken, panic stricken. It had been eons since they offered anything like that, and it was a knee. I, I, I said it back in November. This was a knee jerk response to the to the economy, and that's all you see going on right now is all these crazy, weird. Yeah, it's sort of sad because I said I used to. It's not to sad. Disney. It's it's, it, it's it's bordering on criminal. Well, but I said, you know, people would look to Disney like they, they really knew what they were doing or had a better idea than a lot of businesses. But lately, I can't say that. No. You know what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I've, I they up. know people will pay it. Well, you know, but the thing is, is that look at the, look at, look at the third quarter numbers. People aren't paying it. That's the whole thing. That has been my point all along. Eventually, you are going to be so stupid, cleaning woman, you're going to price yourself out of the market. And that is exactly what's starting to happen. They're pricing themselves out of their business. This is why we can't get any interviews. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I wear it like a badge of courage. I wear it like a badge of courage. No, I don't want to sit. Why would I want to sit down and interview her? She's the cleaning woman. I don't want to interview the cleaning woman. Give me somebody who knows what they're doing. I'll talk to them. It would be a fun interview, wouldn't it? (laughs) What does it feel like to go from cleaning the offices to uh, being president of Walt Disney World? Do you still clean the toilets on your time off or what? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable. How much? Forty seven dollars. Forty seven dollars for the adults. Thirteen. Is it a forty seven ninety nine? I lost my piece of paper. We're talking forty six ninety nine. Yeah, I think it's forty six ninety nine, twelve ninety nine for a different season because the food is better. Runner out of town on a rail, idiot. Oh, you're getting Christmas food. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, it's not even like there's fresh vegetables on their their plates or anything, you know. You know, and it's not also not like they're not paying uh, two thousand fewer salaries uh, right now either. And it's not like there's not a 200% markup on every piece of food they serve. Yeah, do you really think those hamburgers are worth $7? It cost them $7 to make those hamburgers. So, oh, thanks. You got my blood going. (laughs) Clean up this mess! (laughs) So where was she the cleaning lady? No, she, I, I call her the cleaning lady. She was, uh, she was head of uh, human resources. Oh. She was head, remember, she was head of human resources. And but the whole, the whole, no, here's my point. Matt We Met was supposed to have that job. This is why Matt We Met left Disney. Because Matt We Met, who was out president of Disneyland, he was in line to get that job, but he wasn't a hand puppet for Jay Rusulo. Mm. He wasn't going to just go along with whatever Jay said. He had his own ideas. Matt We Met. Because I'm going to tell you something. Had, had Matt We, if Matt We Met was president of Walt Disney World, a lot of this garbage wouldn't be going on. I always felt Matt We Met should have had Jay Rasulo's job. Wow. Matt We Met was brilliant. Matt We Met was one of, if not the best executive that company had, and under the leadership that makes the cleaning woman president of Walt Disney World, he ends up leaving. So, yeah, he had to find an executive that was going to be his hand puppet. So he goes to the head of human resources, Meg Crofton, and makes her president of Walt Disney World. What does the head of human resources know about running? Well, clearly nothing. <laughs> we know about running a theme, running, running a resort like this. Apparently, she knows nothing. And this is what they get for letting Matt we met walk out the door. Jay Rasulo ought to get down on his hands and knees and go crawling back to Matt we met and beg him to come back. He'll turn this around because that's what Matt we met has always had always wow. did. In his, when they had a problem, when they had a problem with any division, they sent Matt in, and Matt cleaned it up. They did it with DVC. Matt, we met did DVC. Matt, we met took care of Disney Cruise Line. Does anybody remember what the launch of Disney Cruise Line was like? And then Matt, we met came in and turned it around. That first year was a nightmare. Disneyland was a nightmare, thanks to Paul Pressler. And Matt, we met goes out there and he cleans that up. And then they, he, was, he had done his time. He had earned his place. He deserved to be president of Walt Disney World. And like I said, they promoted the cleaning lady. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we turn the fan on, but it makes a hum. <laughs> really. Pete's rattled and it hums. <laughs> All right. I'm better now. Should we segue into a restaurant <laughs> review? He's got the vapors. He does have the vapors. No, I think we should talk about uh, Bay Lake Towers. Okay. Let's talk about something Disney did right. Well, Disney Vacation Club did right. They run apparently much better than Disney World does. <laughs> Today is the first day that uh, Bay Lake Towers accepted guests, official guests, and uh, we have a couple days booked there, so we can go over and check out the resort. Uh, Kevin, Corey, Julie, Kathy, and I went over, and Ferris. And we uh, checked in this morning, and it was very nice, very flawless. Uh, gentleman behind the counter was great, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, very professional. A lot of suits out today. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. All over the place. A lot of suits. Uh-huh. People taking surveys in the lobby. Suits. Oh, what are you doing? Where are you going to go? You? So they're all on pins and needles. Um, we They gave us a, a room on the fifth floor. And the fifth floor is right where the bridge goes over. And I said, well, do you have anything a little bit higher? Let me check. He called back. He came back. We have something on the seventh floor. Would that be acceptable? Great. All very seamless. It was great. Mm-hmm. Got our keys, went over to the... Now, check-in. Was check-in in the contemporary? Or? Check-in yes. is in the contemporary at the regular desk. Mm-hmm. If you're going to then go to Bay Lake Towers, you can go up to the fourth floor in the contemporary. That gives you the access to the walkway bridge over to Bay Lake Towers, and then you come out on the fifth floor, or you can drive over and park in the parking lot and go in. For those of you who are thinking, I'm going to go over and take a look at the resort, everything is controlled by your room mm-hmm. key. Yep. You can't get on the walkway across to Bay Lake Towers without your room key. You can't get in the lobby downstairs without your room key, so just be prepared. I like that. Mm-hmm. You can't get in the bathroom without a room key? Even from the pool. We went out to, to the pool and get back in the building. You needed your room key. That was a little annoying for me. I was like, okay, I've had enough. They wanted a key to get into the bathrooms outside. And I thought, okay. But, again... Yeah, because people are going to walk from other resorts to use the bathrooms at Bay Lake Towers. It's called bathroom hopping. But but the... <laughs> The um, changing rooms, I guess there's little changing areas for the men and women inside the pool area. Even those are controlled by a key. And you think you're already in the pool area. Yeah, that's strange. Why are you not controlling that? So it, it got annoying after, after a little while. Went up to the room. We have a Magic Kingdom view room. Spectacular. It's all about the view. Mm-hmm. It's all about a million-dollar view. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the view from the other side is pretty spectacular yes, as well. Yes, both sides. It's... When you come up on the elevator and look out, because there's a window where you can see out both sides of the building, it's like you're up on a ship because mm-hmm. you can't yeah. see any of the land down below. All you can see is Bay Lake. You can see the parasailers out there. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Uh, you guys want to talk a little bit about the decor of the uh, the resort and the room? Downstairs in the resort reminds me of a hospital. It's, it's a little sterile. They've got some really cool features. It's very, very modern very contemporary but the hallways downstairs remind me of a hospital as you get up to the uh, the residential floors the higher floors it's more like a sleek urban contemporary hotel uh yeah i like that they kept the contemporary theme but it's today contemporary contemporary. no they yeah the contemporary's done a great job over the last few years of really redoing everything and making it really elegant lots of stainless steel everywhere Mm -hmm. you know the elevators are wood lots of wood and the light color wood smoke glass frosted glass in the doors and we were uh we went to the preview and we noticed this in the preview the thing that surprises me is the bathroom is beautiful, very, very modern, very elegant. However, there's no sink in the bathroom. You have to walk around. Now, this isn't a studio. You have to walk around the corner from the bathroom into the kitchenette area, and that's where the bathroom sink is. There are two mm-hmm. sinks in there, one for the, on the kitchen side yeah. and one on the bathroom side. So one side is your bathroom sink and mirror and counter, so where you brush your teeth and comb your hair and do all that kind of stuff. And you can turn and around and make coffee. And then behind yeah. you, you <laughs> can <laughs> make some coffee. Or... Without moving the space you're in, you can pivot and make toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with that. I want to wash my hands right when I'm done. I don't even want yeah. you touching the door handle. Exactly. Those are going to have a lot of bacteria on it. That's the only thing that's, that's a little strange. The bathroom sinks in the kitchen. Right. 
There's a pull-out pantry in the kitchen. There's a really slim door towards the far end of the, the little kitchenette area, and you just pull it out. It's probably like, I don't know, like eight shelves. Yeah. It's really nice. The space design is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You've really done a great job with the space design. I thought when we went to the preview, some of the furnishings seemed inexpensive. However, More like Ikea, right. right. I think they might have been mock-ups as opposed to real mm-hmm. furnishings. This the furnishings nice. are solid. Yeah, mm-hmm. really nice furnishings. And, of course, you step onto that balcony, and you know, we have a view of Cinderella's Castle, and you can see Space Mountain. Splash Mountain mm-hmm. and Space Mountain. All of the Seven Seas Lagoon. Yep. Lots so, of things to watch. You can almost see the whole track, the whole monorail track mm-hmm. out there. Wow. So it is definitely a prime spot. This is going to be a popular hotel. Now, I still don't like the building. I don't like the building where it is. I don't think it matches the contemporary at all, and it still looks. Oh, like, I do. Oh, I don't. It still looks like a Miami condo. I'm glad they didn't match that contemporary. I was just saying. I thought that I contemporary like itself looks so dingy now, yeah. doesn't uh-huh. it? Compared it does. to it, you yeah, know, those two next to each it other, does. The contemporary looks dirty, and it's just because of the the, the color, of the the cement. It's iconic, though. I mean, it's like changing the Statue of Liberty or yeah, the Empire you, State Building. So what? You can't pressure wash it. <laughs> <laughs> Icons can't be clean. Do you never watch Antiques Roadshow? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> After checking out the room, uh, we went down and checked out the pool. The pool is very cool. The pool area is really, really nice. We saw the fountain where all the founders' names mm-hmm. are, are yeah. placed on little plaques. Very nicely done. Founders of what? Uh, the first 1,000 people who bought into Bay Lake Towers DVC were now, now members of the Founders Club or whatever. Founders Fountain. Yeah. And their names are put on plaques around the, the fountain. It's done very nice. Yeah. It's, wasn't something I was interested in doing, but one of the founders cool. has been attacked by a bird. <laughs> <laughs> so look for the bird poop. That's probably. something they need to take care of. Is at the top where the little viewing area is. Birds are just perched up mm-hmm. there. They need to get those little bird Pokey wires, things, yeah, yeah. Guns. so that there are no crows hanging out. I really yeah. liked on the way to the pool the um, the bamboo. The rows of bamboo they had leading to the pool. It's very, very modern, yet sleek, yet yeah. cool. It's very zen. Yeah, it's very well done. The pool itself is fantastic. And I just want to let Kevin give his little spiel about the pool. The pool is very, very nice. It, um, it's a separate pool from the original contemporary. It's kind of a, sort of an amoeba shaped. It's not anything recognizable. There's a beautiful slide all made out of glass brick, glass block. It's just very nice looking. The thing that really... Um, got to me was first of all there are stairs into the pool there are ladders into the pool it's also a zero entry pool so people in wheelchairs will be able to roll right into the water another nice thing is that people who have are able to walk a little bit sometimes find it difficult to get into the pool with one of those metal hand railings they have parallel hand railings for people to go down into the pool wow which i think um i've dealt with my mom for a while and she always said if they would just put another hand railing in where i could reach both i could get out of my chair and walk down Mm -hmm. into a pool i think that's a brilliant design feature that i'm sure costs them almost nothing extra you see now and here herein lies the dichotomy of disney you have brilliance like this on one side, and then you got the cleaning woman. <laughs> you know, thank God she's not running DVC. I don't know. Um, they have a really cute kid slide. I think it's adorable. It's like a <laughs> miniature slide just for little kids. You know, very very slow, uh, small slope, and the kids are loving it. Um, there's a pool bar. So you can go out there and you can have food. You can have room service delivered to the pool bar, or you can get the pool bar food. Uh, on the expensive side, 
we took pictures of it. We'll get it to Teresa so she can put it in the menus. But still, a nice convenience. For I like everything. the um, the jacuzzi area because it it's right on the lake mm-hmm. out there. Did and you the- check out the beach? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's about four feet wide and about seven feet long. And it backs up to a swamp. <laughs> it's like Louisiana Bayou. <laughs> There's like trees growing right in front of you. So basically you're going to have an encounter with a gator. Yeah. Or mosquitoes like you wouldn't believe. It's really weird. There's also the kid splash zone, which is in the shape of a Mickey. Very cool. That slide is really cool. They, have, the a, they have a kid slide, too, which is really kind of cool for the real little kids. Apparently you were sleeping. We just talked about that. <laughs> They have a little slide. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and just be sure you bring your room key because you can't get into the pool area. Exactly. You know, just tattoo it to your body. Everybody and everybody would need a key. I saw a lot of people, which maybe that was just because it's the first, you know, day. People who were having trouble with their keys kept having to go back to the lobby. We didn't go back to the lobby, but we stood there several times and finally asked the lifeguard, "What are we doing wrong?" And he said, you just got to do it right. You just got to get it exactly the right way. <laughs> what are we way. doing wrong? You got to do it right. Thank you. <laughs> this is going to be one of those places where a lanyard with a little clear pouch on the bottom of it is going to come in very mm-hmm. handy. For everybody. The kids should have it. Everybody should However, have it. at every entrance where you needed a key, there was a house phone. I have a feeling they're going to be getting a lot of use. Mm. Locked out. Mom, I can't get in. Come get me. Yeah. Now, we didn't, Kevin and I didn't get a chance to go up to the lounge. Uh, Top of the World Lounge. Top of the Lounge. You guys got a chance to really, go Really, really nice yeah, up there. Nice. The view is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a cheesy name. That used to be the Top of the World restaurant on top of the Contemporary that's become the California Grill. Oh. Now, the, um, on the other side of the lounge, there's a balcony where, where you can walk out and face the pool area. So there's two sides to the whole... Um, is there a balcony on the side of the Magic Kingdom? Oh, yes. yeah. It's huge. I would watch the fireworks from up there. Mm-hmm. Well, you, we could, if you want to, you could watch it from the room. But yeah, but the lounge is very trendy, oh, very modern. What you could see out on the, you know, mm-hmm. out in front of you with Epcot and the different resorts, and we could see Expedition Everest. Mm-hmm. We saw the balloon from Downtown Disney. Yeah, I think I'd probably wow. never leave from up there. Now, was there a bar up there? There was. The, mm-hmm. the backdrop of the bar is really neat. There's like two, um, it's in the glass. There's two things Monorail. of the monorails. Yeah. It, it just looks incredible. It's like frosted glass, but the monorail is clear, right? What about the, what about the size of the rooms? Uh, are they comparable to other uh, DVC resorts? Are they a little bit larger? They're smaller than Old Key West, the studio. Everybody, yeah, that, everybody's smaller than Old Key West. Right. That's the, that's the only thing we have to compare to is we were in a studio today. It's a little smaller than Old Key West. Uh, about the same size as Boardwalk uh, Beach Club Villas. So I think they're a little smaller because I think they include the balcony in the square mm. footage. Not supposed oh, to do that. Maybe. I think because it's undercover, though, they can. I don't know. Compared to the villas at Wilderness Lodge, I thought the ones we looked at today, it was smaller than that. But as I'm saying, I think but, that I mean, in ours... You still they- had your little like porch area. I still think it's smaller than... I don't know. We'll have to look and see what the square footage but I think, is. But I think the uh, use of space is very well mm-hmm. done. They did a really good job. Um, the room we had would have a, a, was it a queen bed? Yeah. And then has a pull-out sofa that looks like it comes out to a twin. I would not want four people in that room. Yeah, it's no, tight. That'd be yeah. well chummy. I mean, for, for Corey and I and Ferris, it would be nice. And like for you and Walter, it'll be nice. But I think more than three people and you're going to be like, okay. She space. walked into the room. Kathy and John and I were there, and she goes, "Yeah, I'd stay here with Corey and Ferris, but I ain't staying with you people." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was just saying, like, if we were all staying in that room, oh, there's no way. Oh my god, Julie, I don't want to do that at your house. <laughs> <laughs> 
So on a scale of 1 to 10, in comparison to other uh, DVC resorts, what do you give it? I give it a 9. It's going to yeah. be very, very popular. Very mm-hmm. popular. The pool bar... Uh, and has a limited menu, Caesar salad, sandwiches, that kind of thing. However, there's a phone right there, and you can order room service app delivered to the pool. Again, huh. sleep. Yep, we said that. We said Did you already that? say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really start having to pay attention. Well, yeah, also, he's, he's, he's so busy posting on the boards, he's not paying attention also, to the show. Also, um, out by the pool, there's the shuffleboard. Um, right. And, and bocce ball. There's, there's gaming areas. You're absolutely right. Really oh. well done. It's I also f- wanted to mention the artwork in the room. It's It's... It's beautifully done, in my really? opinion. Very contemporary. Um, the cool little Mickey that at first, when you look at it, you may not realize that it is Mickey Mouse. And then, didn't you guys get something mm-hmm. free? Oh, he brought This it. is actually in the room. Yeah. And they say, you can take this home, and this is a picture of what's over the bed. I'm going to make that an avatar option on the boards, because I think it's really cool. It's a much bigger version right. in the room. The artwork's very cool. <laughs> yeah, that size above the bed. It's like 8 by 10. <laughs> it looks like he's eating cherries. Do you want to take that and scan it? No, I took a photo of it. I'm just going to crop that. Uh, one of the things I think they very well done, and they're going to do this in all the resorts, from my understanding, is they have a little um, port hooked up to the TV. So now in, you can hook up your video games externally rather than having to look behind the TV for them. Oh, cool. There's also a thing for computer hookup directly to the TV. So And also the iPod. Oh, yeah, the iHome. Every room has an iHome in it, so you can play your iPod. We found something in the lobby, and I don't know if they have it in other DVC resorts. I don't spend a lot of time in them. But it's a kiosk where you can put your uh, SD card or your um, jump drive into it and print your pictures. Hmm. Where was In the room? No, in the lobby. In the lobby. Really? stand-up kiosk. looks like an ATM machine almost. Oh, I miss that. Yeah, me too. You could swipe your credit card and put in your SD card and stuff, and you can... What do you call that thing that you stick in the side? Jump drive. That's USB. A USB port. USB drive. Wow. So very cool. Again, I think the the styling is fantastic. I was amazed by some of the lighting and the chandeliers. And And that wood chair in the, the lobby. Which I sat in, and it was very comfortable. Yeah. Some of the furniture didn't downstairs in the open areas didn't look all that comfortable, but that wood chair looked really Those wood chairs are works of art. They They're are. beautiful. So everybody agree? A nine? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If contemporary is your style or you like that, I mean, that is the theming. I, I mean, it doesn't, you know, there's... The only thing that is a drawback for me is if you don't have a car and you're going to try to get around and you've got to come up through the contemporary lobby and take that bridge and get to your room... I mean, you need a Sherpa and two days' worth of water. <laughs> and, uh, it's a trek and a half. But other than that, I thought it was great. If you have a car, it's very convenient to park down outside. Then they Plenty of parking, Tons too. of parking. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Well, cool. Sounds great. I can't wait to get over that night yeah. and see it. Yeah. We have photos in the show notes. I think it's going to be really cool at night. Some of the light fixtures outside were all the glass block. And it looks like the pool or the the slide area is going to light up. Yeah. Some of the 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 lamp posts have uh, glass block glass block bases. They look like they're going to light up. It looks like it's going to be very cool at night. Cool, cool. Well, great. Thank you very much, guys. We're going to move on to our next segment. Kevin Close has a review of a restaurant off property called. Hey. I believe it's non. It's N O N N O apostrophe S. Nanos. I said it was no nos, but it, it looks like nanos to me. Uh, I've often said that there's not a decent Italian restaurant in the Disney area, and I'm not even going to talk about the ones on Disney property because I don't think they're all that decent, and I think they're wildly overpriced. 
John and I have found a place in the Hunter's Creek area. We talked to you once before. Um, we talked about Payway being in that area, and we talked about our favorite Mexican restaurant, Tijuana Flats, being in that area. And we've heard back from people saying that they've actually ventured that far to try these places. This is less than 200 yards from Tijuana Flats. So it's right in the same Hunter's Creek area, right near Disney. It is an Italian restaurant. This is sort of a little strip mall restaurant. It's not a big standalone place. It is obviously a family-run operation. And in my opinion, this is an old-fashioned Italian restaurant. This is not fancy uh, new cuisine. This is not somebody trying to convince you that this is northern Italian food. This is the Italian food you grew up with. The good old-fashioned Italian restaurant. Uh, they, it's a small operation. They have four different a- antipasti. There's a couple of salads. There's a kid's menu. And there's probably two dozen, I'm sorry, probably about 18 entrees. Uh, we've been there twice now. Mm-hmm. I've had the exact same thing two different times. <laughs> John's tried different things. The first time we went there, it was on, completely on the spur of the moment. We hadn't planned on going there at all. We were looking for a place to eat in the normal places. Nobody wanted to go to the normal places, so we ended up here. I had a chicken parm. In my opinion, this is the best chicken parmesan in all of Central Florida. Mm. It, it tastes like it tastes like an Italian restaurant from my childhood. It's a breaded veal or a breaded chicken or a breaded chicken breast, excuse me, and it comes with your a side of pasta. Now, the chicken parmesan is sixteen ninety five. I'm a big eater, and I've been sharing my chicken parm. Last night, I shared my chicken parm with my mom. And with John, wow, that much. It's a big portion. This it's is big, not. This is not a cutlet. This is a chicken breast that he has filleted and he has opened up and pounded to the perfect thickness. Oh, so that. it's like really big. I like his. If you could see his John's hands, I'm this doing must the be a big plate. Yeah, breast. John's. Yeah, John's doing a, a four foot chicken breast. Here. <laughs> the, the chicken. I, I'll, I'm showing you a visual, but you guys can't see it. The chicken breast is as big as my hand. Kevin has big hands. So it's a lot of food. John had one of their specials last night. I'm sorry, it wasn't a special. It's on the menu now. It's the gnocchi, which was made with fresh ricotta cheese flour and served with a choice of pesto, marinara, ragu, alfredo, or bolognese. Bolognese, excuse me. Uh, That's also 16. Bolognese, like the Lebanese. (laughs) Sorry. Um, This was homemade uh, gnocchi. Mm. Absolutely positive. It was fantastic. Couldn't stop raving about it. Uh, We also had the antipasti for two. Uh, Oh, back to John's. What sauce did you have with it? I had the bolognese. Okay. That's their meat sauce. sauce. Yeah. I had the plain old marinara on my chicken and on the pasta next to it. I don't usually like red sauce out. I'm really, really particular, and I think it's because my mom makes such a good red sauce. I always thought I was just kind of, you know, biased about it until he tried it. And he kept saying to me, no, this is really good. This reminds me of homemade Italian red sauce. Oh, okay, good. I used to live next to a little Italian lady that made the most awesome. You know when you put the sauce on and there's that little bit of red olive oil in it? Mm-hmm. They've had it, and you mm-hmm. just know it's going to taste good. That's how this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the antipasto for two. It's got every kind of Italian meat on it you can imagine. It's got artichoke hearts. It's got mozzarella and tomato, black olives, provolone, provolone prosciutto, salami. Oh, wow. Really nice. And that's about six fifty per person. 
uh, shahimi, uh, gray tuna. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've uh, we had a piece of cheesecake last night. This is not cheap eats. I mean, sixteen ninety five for an entree is not by any means cheap. The first time we went, I went home and I could tell that it was good. I talked about it for like three days. I kept saying, I really want to go back. I really want that chicken parm again. It, it stayed with me. I kept mm. thinking, that was so good. I have to go back and get it. So we went back last night, again on the spur of the moment, and I kept thinking, I hope everybody likes this again, because I really liked it the last time. It was even better this time. And how about the chicken soup? They make a different soup every day. Um, we were there one the first night we were there. We had a young waitress. I believe it was her first or second day. And I said, what's your soup of the day? And she says, it's pasta fagiola. Oh, God. <laughs> and I said to her, you're Italian, aren't you? <laughs> and she says, I'm not. I'm Spanish. I said, okay. Uh, did you tell her how to pronounce it? Yeah. I said, I did. I told her how to pronounce it. I said, if you want people not to roll their eyes at you. Um, she was very funny. We made a joke out of it. Last night they had a chicken soup. My mom had chicken soup as her entree. This was a bowl of the best chicken soup. She tells me it's the best chicken soup she's ever had. Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, we took a second bowl with us home, a second bowl home with us, and she had it for lunch today. Mm. <laughs> and it's, uh, not, it's not just a thin noodly soup. It's a, a hearty vegetable, mm. potatoes, potatoes, carrots. Carrots. It's a very full, hearty soup. I think this is definitely worth the drive. It's a five or ten minute drive out of Disney. Come out on Osceola Parkway and turn left on John Young Parkway. Yeah, it's real quick to get to. It's about a mile and a half up John Young. If you make a left on John Young Parkway, it's a mile and a half down your left. It's in a whole little um, area. There's a Orlando Ale House there. There's a Village Inn. The Tijuana Flats that we go to is there. There's a great... Um, coffee bar that's not a chain it's owned by an individual it's called badass coffee Mm. he serves all hawaiian products he's from hawaii and nano's restaurant is there one of the things that really impressed me about this is that the kitchen is an open kitchen so you're sitting there and right next door he's Mm. cooking in the kitchen definitely older gentleman you can tell he's been cooking forever the restaurant is open until nine most nights it is closed on monday this is worth the trip, in my opinion. Definitely a family restaurant. Closed on Mondays and only open till 9. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you walk in, it's very sleek and modern, but you can tell that this is not a chain. This is a, a family-owned restaurant. This is They're all kind of concerned about whether you're having a good time or not. I Just, prefer those kind of Italian restaurants. It's really good. I do, too. However, the first night we went, there was entertainment. Oh, did they sing at you? There was a man singing. I was it the drag like... queen from the Polynesian? No. <laughs> he was, he considered himself Michael Buble. Ooh. And I even find Michael Buble a little hard to take. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Michael Buble, imitators, they're even harder. This man, this man was belting out karaoke. In, in a small restaurant. Yeah. That two sides of the restaurant are glass. Hmm. So the sound was like bouncing around. There's not a lot of fabric in this restaurant. And I kept thinking, I can't wait till he's done. <laughs> I am not a fan of tableside entertainment. No, this wasn't tableside. Oh. This was at the other end of the restaurant. So is there nights he doesn't sing? Yeah. We were there last night and he didn't sing last okay, night. Good. The first night we were there, we were on a Thursday. I imagine it's Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Yeah. Okay. This is, they also have um, pizza. Now, I haven't had their pizza, but I've watched the man make it. And this man's doing the old-fashioned twirl on the pizza up in your up in the air and it looks pretty good pretty pretty good well, i think we'll have to try that out yeah, do they so. serve bread i need to know how the bread yes. was 
Bread's not good. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's okay. It's not fantastic. It's not terrible. But they put the oil and the yeah. dip on the table, so it's good enough. The other thing they do, there's a couple of things they do that kind of, I think, if you just stop doing that, you'd be perfect. Um, the butter comes out in little plastic coffins. I I understand that that's a money-saving thing. I also like my butter to be soft. I hate it when they bring out the butter and it's hard as a rock. These I'm like, how in the heck pebbles. am I supposed yeah. to put my butter on my bread? We have to heat them up for his mom so they get like <laughs> <that> <laughs> temperature. We sit there and we melt them. Um, there's a couple of little missteps. I can overlook that because the food is so good. The bread... I think some of the best bread around is at Carrabba's. I think they that's, do have really yeah. good bread. It's one of the only reasons to. I like. I love their bread. This is not great. This is. And see, so yeah, with Italian food, a lot of times I like to use the bread, you know, to get the rest of the that's sauce okay. and that's all that okay, kind of then. stuff. You can use it for that. Yeah, but it's just not on its own type of bread. The other misstep is when they bring out uh, the antipasto for two. Everything has been refrigerated, so the dish itself and everything on it was in the refrigerator. And the cheese really needs to be room temperature, and things need to be of different temperatures, in my opinion. It was a little bit of a weird to have everything ice cold. And lastly, the cheesecake just wasn't that great. Nothing yeah. to write home about. I wouldn't waste your money on the cheesecake. But the food itself, it's worth the drive. If you're looking for good old-fashioned Italian food. Yeah, I see lots of things on, on here. I'd and how much was the, uh, the bill? Um, now, we had an antipasto platter. We had the mozzarella, the caprese salad. We had two entrees soup. and two bowls of soup, and it was $76. With, um, and a, and, and it's a, a dessert. lot of food, too. It is a lot of food. We took food home with us. Yeah. And I don't mind. It's one of those things that I don't mind paying that because it good. was good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Well, fantastic. Sounds like a, a find. Absolutely, and it's not the kind of thing a tourist is going to find. It's in a residential area of Hunters Creek, and it's also tucked back in off the street. Right. This isn't for this isn't for tourists. This is a, a locals' place. Absolutely. And those are the best places to go when you visit someplace. I, I, I've always felt so. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, thank you very much for that, Kevin. Thanks, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our show this week. That will do it for us, and we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. And run the cleaning woman out of town on a rail. (laughs) 